Welcome to the More For Me podcast by yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? Yet another day. Isn't it great to be in the land of the living? I think so. How you guys doing today? What's going on? What's good with you? If this is your first time joining us, the homie ship, we like to say welcome. Welcome to More For Me by Kat Nicole. Today, we're going on another journey, and more for me as a whole, is an opportunity for me to share my experiences, past and present, and uh, share the lessons that I've learned and the insights and how I've grown, and hope that through that, you'll be encouraged, exposed, and even equipped to do the same with what you're facing, because every opportunity that we face, good or bad, it's a chance for us to do better, be better, and move towards the destination of more that God uniquely has for each and every one of us. If this isn't your first time joining, welcome back. Now, More For Me Journeys, I say what More For Me is, but More For Me Journeys, it's an opportunity for me to sit and interview someone and to talk about their journey towards the more that God has for them and utilize that as an opportunity again to expose us more to the possibility, to the options. Not that it will happen the same for our lives, but just to know that God is moving in different ways and for us to be comfortable on our journey and encouraged by the testimony of others because God is doing something mighty. So today, guys, <clears throat> Excuse me. I was I had the privilege and the honor to share the studio, the studio with my good friend Christopher Edwards. Now, you'll hear me uh, call him Kindred a couple times. Um, we met when I was in Illinois. He's a, a native of Chicago, um, Chi Town baby. <laughs> but we met back in the early days when I first moved to um, to Illinois, and. We had a chemistry that was just amazing and ultimately uh, kind of end up calling each other's, uh, excuse me, calling each other our kindred spirits. So he's my kindred spirit and I his. And so he took on kindred and I became spirit. So he calls me spirit. Um, so no, his name really isn't kindred. It really is Christopher Edwards, um, but he is my kindred. So I hope that you enjoy this episode there's definitely something to take away and to learn. I had such a good time recording with him, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Oh, and before you dig in, how about we take a moment and like, subscribe, turn on your notifications, rate and review, guys. We want to make sure that more people are aware that More For Me is out here and that they can tune in and join us on this journey towards the destination of more that God has for them. All right, guys. Take a listen and or look at the episode, and I'll see you here soon. Well, welcome to the More For Me podcast. Today, I have the honor of sitting with a longtime friend, my friend. Um, now, I call him Kindred, but that is not his name by any, <laughs> by any means is that his name. Kindred, thank you so much, <clears throat> Mr. Christopher M. Edwards. CME 2020. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to share the studio with you today. And if you would, please introduce yourself to the homies. Hello, homies. This is Christopher M. Edwards. I'm so glad to be here. Like my long-term friend said, um, for me, it's an honor also. Uh, currently, I am a real estate broker assisting families to uh, increase their their uh, their wealth as well as to find their, uh, their the home of their dreams. So if you're in Chicago land area, you need some assistance, let me know. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> we gonna, no, but I am, I'm honored to be here, seriously. We're going to put that shameless plug right there in the show notes so people know how to reach out to you, right? 
everybody that uh, I connect with here. Uh, I generally consider myself to surround myself with um, um, a solid group of folk. And uh, we go way back, way back, back to when I was in Illinois, like the beginning, the beginning days, like the early days of me um, trying to trying to find my way, literally as an adult, uh, trying to find mm. a church. We actually uh, met at the first church that I attended um, in Illinois, the, the suburbs of Illinois. Um, we got a chance to hang out, learn some parts, learn about different parts of Chicago. And like, I mean, we just had, we were talking about it the other day. It just had so many like awesome experiences and grew together and just enjoyed life. Um, so it, it's been quite a journey. So it's, it's awesome to be able to kind of fast forward 2020, December 2020, hanging out and still to be connected and to be able to look back upon what God has done and what he is doing in your present day and what he's going to do and talk about that. So um, I know you listen to the podcast, so you, you, you know, you know what's going on with the homieship and how we are all journeying towards that destination of more that um, that God has for each of us. And I was... Um, I was literally drawn and I'm like, you know, of course I can talk to Kendrick at any point in time, but like to have you on the podcast, because I believe that there's, there's so much that we can share about your journey and, and, and your journey for, for more and towards that destination more. And I wanted the homies to hear about it. So, um, um let's, let's dig in deeper and I'll let you, uh, tell, tell us a little bit more, uh, beyond, Hey, I'm a, I'm a dope realtor. <laughs> so I, um, I love people. And I've always had it in my heart to assist as, as much as I possibly could. But circumstances actually that drew me closer to God were, were pretty painful. Um, currently, I am going through divorce after 12 years. And um, kind of like what the, what the, what the title of, of this episode is, Better Not Bitter, that's pretty much you know, where I am at this point in time. Um, through a series of events that have occurred uh, and leaning on God fully, like for real, for real, you know, I've learned that a lot of things in which I thought I was doing properly, I really wasn't, mm. you know, as far as being a better person and um, really extending myself to to God's will. Um, a lot of sleepless nights, but overall, you know, God, he reigns and I feel, I feel great about it, you know, and I'm just, I'm really, um, I'm excited just to, just, just to do his will at this point in time in my life. So before like, I could go... Okay. For, he said, like, for real. But before I can go further, I want to take a step back because you said leaning on God, really, like, for real, for real. And so yeah. I want to hone in on, elaborate for the homieship and tell us, like, what, what does that really mean or what does it look like? Where I thought I was leaning on God in this way. And then in reality, after or in going through this, I now realize I wasn't really leaning. Maybe not to his, not, maybe it really was to your own understanding and not his, like mm -hmm. it says in the scripture, but elaborate upon that for us. So with that, I say that, and I really, um, it, it really hits my heart because I've been a person of, of resources, maybe not a lot of means, but resources, I know how to collect, connect the dots. So with that, in my journey, there's always been a space where I had a certain level of control and it wasn't until God broke me all the way down to where it was nothing but him, him myself, mm. where there was no people I could connect to. And it was like, well, wow, I usually have a certain level of control of, of making this happen and making that happen. And it got to a point to where none of those avenues were, were available to me. And it was like, I had to like really take a, take a step back to say, you know, what can I do now? You know what I mean? And the last thing I could do was to call out on God and call out to God. And that was when a lot of transformations happened to me because even now I kind of struggle still with like the whole control thing. And I'm really learning to lean on God because 
in essence, for me to do his will, I have to allow him to take, you know, full residence inside of me. And for a long time, I thought I was, but I wasn't. Because the thing, like, well, I would pray. It's almost like you pray and put it on the shelf, you know, for God to take care of it. And you stick around the back or whatever, and you just kind of like pick it up. <laughs> and you kind of unravel like, well, you know what, you're not moving fast enough. So let me go ahead and let me help you, God, because, you know, I've done it before and it's worked out. But like I said, it got to a point to where nothing I, I put my hands on. It was like everything was like going foul. And it's like, this just isn't me. I'm not, I don't believe in luck. I believe in fortune. I'm a pretty fortunate guy, but it just didn't work out for me. So at this point, I'm really blind on God and everything. Like, well, this comes up. Well, it's just above what I can take take care of, whatever. I give it to the source who can take care of it. So now, and now <laughs> for context, I want to make sure that we, um, that the homieship understands um, you're, you're not a, uh, a new Christian. So in that sense, so sometimes, you know, I think that context will help. Well, it's like, well, you know, if you just came to God last year, then that might mm-hmm. might be a learning phase. Um, but we talk about all the time the process and the journey. And mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me is the leveling up and um, kind of growth in your spiritual maturity there, where it's like, you know, I gave that to God, yeah. But then when, um, what is the saying? It's something like, like there's... Uh, you you really don't know you have faith until it's tested, right? Exactly, so, yes. Uh, rainbows and unicorns, everything's good. You're like, I got faith. Yeah, yes. but everything's good, yes. right? But if you hit a Job season, season, excuse me, then it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's the test, really. Do you, do you have faith? Do you believe? So to say, um, like, yes, I've always had faith. I believe that you have a personal relationship with God. But there was yes. a, a um, certain things were uncovered. And, 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 and is it... Or did this happen during your season um, of going through your divorce? Is this when kind of the shift happened and or is this not the first time that this shift has happened? You know, I think um, there's always been transition, I can say, um, from when I first started, you know, my, my journey with Christ back in 2005, really. There's always been like a little bit, but it was like little, incre- you know, incremental, like maybe 2% here, 4%, then it go back 9%, then it kind of like it builds up, it kind of like falls back. But I would say right before my divorce, like in the separation stage, that was where it really hit home to where it was like, I'm, I'm depleted. I'm, you know, I'm an encourager by, by, uh, by nature, but it was like, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm helping these people, but I can't even help myself or whatever. I feel so empty. It's like, Lord, I need you to fill me up. And that was when it actually came to me. Um, and I won't say it was late in the midnight hour, but it was like <laughs> just course of events. And it's like, I cannot do this on my own. This is going wrong. That's going wrong. I have a, um, my relationship with my child is, is, is going terribly. You know what I mean? Now I'm unemployed. And it's like, what is really going on? Like, it, it was it was almost as if someone was like literally taking things off of me, taking the favor of God off of me, and, you know, as I was walking, because it was like one phone call after another. But overall, you know, God kept me, you know, even though I didn't deserve what, what was happening, you know, as far as like the grace that God had, had given to me, because I, I thought about giving up, not like killing myself, but just kind of like, like go and like go to a, a, a warmer climate and just be a bum, you know what I mean? And like yeah. just hope for the best. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for God for, for just deliverance. And in it, I feel like in my journey, uh, as far as my salvation journey or whatever, I really wasn't fully committed either. Mm. And that, that was a big thing. So I knew God to be like a Santa Claus when I really, really wanted something. But overall, just the day by day to day, like operation of my life, he just, he just, he didn't have, he, he wasn't premier. He wasn't like, 
He wasn't welcome. This, this thing. No, yeah. not at all. Call him. Like, phone a friend. I'll play the game. When I need your help, yes. I'll call you. Yes. I want to be a millionaire, but I, I only need a little bit of help. So, no, exactly. no. That's good. Um, so, now, if we look back, so you, 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 um, you are such an uh, amazing guy, right? I mean, I, I know this, um, but you have, uh, you're a Marine. Um, you had other jobs, but you, you work with youth. Like there are a lot of things that you do. So tell, tell me a little bit more about, because you say, you know, you, you felt depleted and like you didn't have anything to give, mm-hmm. but I know that you were still giving. Um, yes. so, so let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit and what, what was going on in the natural, like literally not just from the emotional side, like you were depleted because mm-hmm. you were still giving, you were still loving and you were still doing yeah. for others. Um, and even like in going through the divorce, when we were talking the other day, like you're still speaking kind things and like the encourager and the energy and the loving person. So tell, tell yes. us, tell us a little bit more about that because I think sometimes like even at the beginning of this, people may hear like, Oh, divorce. And then hear that, you sound happy. You sound like you're at peace and people may not believe that like that's reality. Like, Oh, he's doing this mm-hmm. for, for this talk versus like, nah, like right. <laughs> you mean what you say and you're living, you're living yes. it. So, t- so tell us more. So uh, the, the depletion I'm referring to is, is uh, it was my level of encouragement. It was a thing of like what I had to give. So I was empty. And what I, what I actually discovered is that God was constantly filling me. So the things I was saying to people or things I was doing, it was not of my own accord. So with that, with that, without me acknowledging that initially, I felt as if, you know, I was just going through the motions or whatever. I'm not really doing a whole bunch and no, and I wasn't getting like an infilling. So I thought mm-hmm. until I was able to, you know, just realize what God was actually doing. And, and, and it, it took a lot of quiet time and deliberately seeking God not only seeking God, but listening to God and listening for him because God is always speaking. And sometimes it's kind of hard for me to kind of like tune in and say, oh, wow, you know, that was that was a sign. I wasn't asking for it, but I can take this little bit of thing here and I can keep it because I'm gonna it's going to sustain me later on. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You're not alone. You're in good company. Uh, <laughs> God is definitely always speaking, but is is there's no shortage of shortage of words. It's yes. a shortage of people who want to listen, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and or mm-hmm. if you hear it and it's not exactly what we wanted, whether or not we, we accept it and roll with it yeah. versus like, maybe that wasn't God. Like, that was God. <laughs> you just don't like what he said. You, um, t- <laughs> a lot t- of times. T- a lot of times. And so tell us more about your real estate business and um, like how you pick clients and your um, philosophy and motto and, and how you plan to utilize real estate in the future to continue to um, impact the city that you, that you love. Shack town, baby. <laughs> all day, all day. <laughs> race. So like my, uh, our group is called Gramercy Sold. So Gramercy is actually the, the root word of Gramercy means like uh, grateful thanks. So it's, it's, it's a little bit above thanks. It's like, like really, really, really thank you for working with us. So with that, um, my other four colleagues, you know, we really take that on. Um, and that is how we operate with, with our clients. Well, with, with uh, as far as selection, it's kind of, if you need assistance, you know, we will go through the, uh, the whole formality of, you know, what you want or what have you. And <clears throat> the real question is, at the end, it's like, well, do you want to work with me? And then the the other side is, do I want to work with you? So it's a thing of like, if we can mutually come come together to make this thing happen, sure. 
But if not, I mean, I've had to part ways with some clients before. My overall goal <clears throat> is uh, probably to sell as many homes in like the the more, what can I say, gentrified, gentrified areas, you know, like where I'm from, uh, in, uh, I'm from uh, Inglewood uh, in, in Chicago. So I, I really want to help families to find homes there because it's this landmark for something big for the city, for one. And I just don't want my community to miss it for, for another thing. And um, I, have, I have a five plus two year, uh, year plan. So <laughs> I think in five years, I can get whatever it is I want to get for the, for the remainder of myself to sustain my, my, my own uh, being. But I actually want to incorporate a lot of more giving. So volunteering, um, putting up, putting together foundations in essence to help our youth because here in Chicago, there's not a lot, a lot of opportunities for our children as far as working and as well as internships, things of that nature, mentorship. So I really, I have a heart to really help our children to, to really um, overcome that ob- obstacle because in essence, uh, before I moved here recently, I would have like, honestly, like 10 to 12 kids come looking for work. And they were between like seven to 14 years old. And that's a prime age or whatever for like a lot of illegal activity because if they get picked up or whatever, they'll get, you know, a slap on the wrist or whatever. But it's like, I don't need the, the little boys to be, you know, drug guys. I don't need little girls to, you know, have it to, you know, sell themselves. So I feel like it's it's my obligation, you know what I mean, to, to help in that regard because I have two brothers that weren't so fortunate that kind of fell into the system. So that's a, that's that's a that's a huge um, motivator. And one brother, he he has he has life in prison now, mm-hmm. not natural life, but like twenty years. So yeah, I feel that it's it's is my it's 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 pressed upon me that I have to help out. Well, and one sure. we were talking, but one of the things I really appreciated was your desire to even outside of the youth was to educate educate people and make sure that they're informed of their options and whether or not mm-hmm. they chose to take advantage of those opportunities. One thing, but making sure that you gave them the information about what home ownership could do for them, as well as um, how there are ways for them to position themselves for home ownership, even if they're not ready. So being willing to walk through with your clients and help them mm-hmm. get to where they need to go to make that difference versus yeah. literally just like, I got another sale commission collected and I'm on to the next one, but that seeing, seeing that change and, and even that's there as well with the, with the youth. And I, I think that's a, that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, one of the other things when we were talking the other day that I really, really enjoyed was when you were talking about the tradesmen and like, I know you actually do some of the work on uh, mm-hmm. the homes and repair and God blessed you with those, with those skill sets and desire to even learn and hone them even more. But tell us a bit about your, um, like what you share with me about the journey with the tradesmen and kind of like the lessons learned in terms of just working with people to contract and and get things done in excellence. Oh, most definitely. So, I mean, there is a shortage of quality tradespeople throughout the country because there's just so much work. There's a lot of properties being sold and bought and everything. So then, you know, the the workload is, is pretty, it's, it's pretty huge. And you do have people, that are not as ethical and their standards are really, really low. Um, one situation where when I first got my first income property, the uh, the heating system was was too small for the space. So with a lot of recommendations, you know, I hired a guy. So what he did was he hired his wife and his son and all they did was hand tools over. This is 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you think about a tradesman hourly rate was like $88 an hour. So overall, I'm paying almost $300 an hour for one person to really work. Oh. <laughs> so at the end of it all, you know, I was a little bitter. And because I, I, of course I was burned because I paid over $2,500 for something that should have cost like right around $1,200. 
And with that, you know, there were other situations that would happen through my journey as far as uh, helping other people to find contractors. And uh, I saw like a, it was almost like a pattern, you know what I mean? Like you have to really vent these people out, you know, to make sure, I mean, you're going to pay for them, of course, but my thing is like the things in which I do know, I pass it on because I don't want anyone to fall, you know, fall victim to what I fall victim to. Because here, I mean, you know, our properties, they, you know, they flip so fast and it's like the quality of work is just, is just so low. So it's kind of like, I really want to educate my people to say, hey, you know, pause. I mean, it sounds really good what they're saying, but, you know, there's schemes in which they're running that, you know, you're going to pay way, way more than what you should pay. So um, I say stick with me, you know. We'll get through this thing, whatever. We may have a few hardships or whatever, but you got to be patient and we'll get through it together for sure. So definitely learning some lessons along the way with uh, with mm-hmm. how people, I, I, I like that being able to take what you uh, what you know and and, um, and apply it. So yes. as we, um, if we take a step back from real estate, uh, I know we've kind of been focusing on real estate. <laughs> That's not the point of this. Um, <laughs> but really, I, I think for me, it's how your everyday life because sometimes mm-hmm. when you get into the, the trenches and your majority of what you do, I mean, we all spend a lot of time working. Um, but that when you look at that, that it really extrapolates and it goes beyond your your work and it extends mm-hmm. to your life. And that's one of the things I really saw with the the, the consistent um, philosophy and uh, application of things throughout your life. And that was yes. like really cool to be able to see whether it was flowing from your siblings to your your marriage to the divorce, to uh, your your profession, but that these themes are just kind of weaving um, throughout your entire life. And that even though you may have had like real talk, like ah, that will rub me the wrong way. Took me a little mm-hmm. bit to get over it, but that you get over, forgive and keep pressing to look for the, look for the good or get the lesson out of that, that actual exchange. Do you, do you agree with that? Are you, are you seeing that as well for yourself? I am. I am. And it's like, sometimes the Lord allows people just to, in your life, just to say small things that make a whole difference. Cause there's one lady on Facebook. Um, she was going through some bad stuff or whatever. And, um, she actually, she, uh, she DM me or whatever. And she said, you know, um, cause I have a different name on Facebook too. It's Phoenix Ford. And she said, Phoenix, you know, you know, I get up every morning to read your posts. Mm. I've never received this in my life. And I, I mean, I got, I literally got chills. I was like, whoa, what is this? And it is, it's this ongoing thing. You know what I mean? It's almost like whenever you're like low and it's like, man, forget this, forget it. I'm going to just, I'm I'm getting, I'm going to, I'm going to stop trying. You know what I mean? Um, Something always happened. Even like yesterday I was talking to my sister. So with, with, during my marriage, I became estranged with my family um, because of the lifestyle I was living with my former spouse. You know what I mean? It, it didn't allow me to really be be uh, be uh, available to my family. Well, my niece that is 16 told her mother two weeks ago because I've shifted over the last probably 18 months or so. She said, well, mom, I, I feel like my uncle is really my uncle now. He's there with us. I really consider him as being my uncle. And that really, that did something to me. It's like, well, because, you know, she will hug me, but I will, I want to say probably a week ago, the hug that she gave me, it was just like so impressive. I was like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, is she going through some stuff? <laughs> I'm knowing that I'm going through some things, whatever, to make myself, to, you know, to become better. And I feel, you know, I'm, I'm constantly getting this from my my, my, uh, my siblings. Like, hey, you know, you, you're really making a great change because you look down on us and you you just, you just weren't, you weren't a great person. I, I was like, 
on the surface, I thought I was because I was still giving love, you know what I mean, to maintain the, the, the standard in which I'd set for myself. But when I, I when I started to have real honest conversation, it was like, I was like a butt thing. I'm, I wasn't a great person. Like, I can't believe this. Like, I was I was living a superficial life because mm. of where I was in, in, in that space. And I, I really can say, I can thank my ex for the man I've become because there I was really superficial. Um, maybe even like have a bit of narcissism there or whatever, because, you know, I was in a space where it was mostly about me. You know, we did really well. We made great accomplishments, made, you know, pretty decent money or whatever. And we had a certain, you know, um, a certain standard that we, that we held and people kind of like, they, they held us to that, uh, that standard, but it it wasn't real. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, it's just amazing. It is how things are just turning out. Cause it's, there's, there's a certain level of peace that I've attained, you know, and it really is like scripture says, like it's, it's, honest, it's, it's, it's unexplainable the peace that I have, you know, because nothing like really like rattles me anymore because I'm living free. You know what mm. I mean? So it's, 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 it's good. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. When you, when you say that I, I'm living free, that really, uh, that, that, that really sinks in. Well, first of all, you know, I think my church is freedom church. And so we, we focus on freedom, but like, um, true freedom is something truly to be embraced. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, my homie Robert says that the quickest way to, um, live in bondage is to live in someone else's reality. And so, okay. Like when you said, like, I was being superficial and it was like, well, there's an air of who I am, but not truly who I am. Like, yes, um, who yes. I, who God is calling me to be, even as your understanding of that evolves, right? Because that's changed from three yes. years ago. Today, who God is calling you to be versus who you thought he was calling you to be then or at that point in time has changed. So for you, you were technically living in someone else's reality. And so to truly have that freedom to be who God has called you to be and more so to work towards that goal, right? Because mm-hmm. we may never arrive. Um, but to work towards that goal, how liberating. And like you said, that there's a certain level of peace. Um, and it, it doesn't uh, hurt that God is still utilizing you and you're able to to accomplish some, some, some great things and he's still yes. kind of keeping and providing like he always has for you. But that's that's really cool to, to kind of hear um, that as you um, take in lessons through relationships, um, Mm -hmm. with your, with your family, with your, um, through your divorce and, um, even through your work relationships, right. Through these working with tradesmen and so on, that you are taking in lessons to become a better version of yourself, which is definitely something that we focus on, right. That everything in life presents us, whether it's glamorous, Mm -hmm, traumatic, mm -hmm. sad, like whatever that is, that it presents us with the opportunity to be better, to do better. And so the fact that you're taking that on is really, um, really awesome and encouraging. And I'm so happy that you were willing to share, share your testimony, this part of your testimony so that you can be, uh, continue to be an encouragement for other people. Cause like you said, you, you don't necessarily know, um, how your words spoken or life live, how it impacts other people, but it does make a difference. So for you to do that and to be willing to share with other people, like, legit like hey let me tell you oh you into real estate hey let me tell you here's a little here's a little, exactly. here's, a little here's a little tradesman hack watch out for this yes. they got me once this but they won't get me again exactly <laughs> watch just out. one time just one time i just need one good time lesson yes. learned and i can move on so that's that's really really good so what what would you say is um 
What's ahead? What's the more for uh, Christopher Edwards? Oh my goodness, that is that's such a loaded question. <laughs> well, unload. for me, um, of course, <laughs> you know, of course, I know that God designed me, you know, to love for sure, and I, I love the I love the heck out of people for sure. But uh, as far as um, professionally, I really want to I want to break away from what I'm doing now for a spell, just, just to give, just to really, really give, because I've reached out to quite a few organizations and I really want to put some earnest effort into like really making some things happen. Um, traveling, of course, uh, and ministry is kind of, is kind of taken again, as you know, I'm a seminarian and it's like, I ain't finna preach nothing. I ain't finna teach any, but it's, I'm, I'm becoming more at ease with the whole thing of, you know, just spreading God's word. You know, of course I do it on a smaller scale, like here or there, like, hey, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> you know, kind of give a little scripture here or there, you know, a little encouragement, but it's like, in this time and space that we're living in, you know, people need a whole bunch more than just that. They need the real transformative word that God can give us, you know, and, and think of it as, I would always say, you know, I'm not really um, um, verbal in it or whatever. I'm, I'm not scripted, you know what I mean? I don't want to get up there and look like a freaking an idiot or whatever, but you know, I'm starting to see that you know God will almost like Moses or whatever. Like, man, I can't really talk. You know what I mean? And it's like God is showing, like, well, yes, you can. I mean, like, you know, you've you spoken to this person or this group of people for ten minutes now, and, and you're not you're not shutting up, or whatever, because I will give you what I what I want the people to have. So mm-hmm. don't even worry about that. So I'm becoming a little more mature and a little more confident in what God is giving me because. I could type it up all day, like, okay, read that, have at it. <laughs> but now it's a thing of like, no, sir, it's time for you to come to the forefront. I mean, I'm not saying in front of a, a whole multitude of people, but it's like, you know, I don't want to have, you know, it's, it's like, I think I shared this with you. Whatever scroll God has for me for my life, as far as what I have to do for him, I want to try to outwork that. Mm, yeah. But when it's time for me to ascend, you know, to be with my heavenly father. I want him to ring out everything that he's given me. I want to be like a wash rag. You just ring out all the water to where there's not a drop. So when it's, when it's time for me to, when I, when I expire, I don't have anything on me. I don't want to, I don't want to die all full. You know what I mean? Not used up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's my desire. And that's pretty much my, my focus and what I, what I plan on having for the future, just to be really used by God. I know this is big, because you might call me next week. It's like, girl, you won't believe what's been, what's been dropped in my spirit. I got to go shave my head and <laughs> go <laughs> and help some orphan somewhere. I'm like, I, sh-, you know, but, you know, but whatever, wherever God leads, you know, that's where I'm going to go. But six months ago, those words were coming out of my mouth. I might think it, maybe jot down a couple of those words, but I ain't finna write that whole thing out or say the whole thing, but it's, I'm just grateful for that. So I, I think for uh, my future, sure, I have personal aspirations, but I want God to be proud. I want to grieve his heart. You know what I mean? So not perfect at all, but I know what I can't do and what I shouldn't be doing. So it's like, all right, God, forget it. I'm, uh, I'm in my 40s now. You got about 45 more years, so use me. How you going to use me? <laughs> just, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> did you just give God your own expiration date? <laughs> God, we got about I mean, I mean, 50, 50 years, God. Go ahead, 50, 60 more years. I misspoke. I meant 70. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to be the oldest man and still able to drive. <laughs> Take care of myself. Not sure about that driving. I can't I can't support that one right away. Um, <laughs> Lord, use them in other ways. Um, 
So, so Kendra, if people want to know um, how to connect with you, if they're interested in learning more about the efforts, and I know you say you're looking at partnering with some organizations and giving back, and I know you have a, um, a vested interest in helping the youth in various mm-hmm. ways. Um, so if people want to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Um, if they want to learn more about what it is that you're going to be doing, um, okay. let, let us know. Okay, so I can be reached by telephone, and I don't I don't mind. My work hours stop at nine forty two, so don't call me at nine forty three because you go to voicemail. No, really, um, it's fine. Leave a voicemail, but my number is three one two five two three 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 one eight three one two five two three 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 one eight, and my email address is Christopher, the whole long eleven letters at Gramercy And Gramercy is Gramercy is is spelled. G R A M E R C Y. <laughs> I come. <laughs> Got to put it in my mind. Make sure. It's As right. your eyes went up in the air, I was like, "He tried not to spell it wrong." I see you. Don't worry, guys. We will drop it in the show notes so you know exactly how to get in touch with my kindred, who is really Christopher Edwards. Um, whether or not you want to uh, engage further conversation, learn about his other opportunities, um, he going to go ahead and bless the city. I know the city of Chicago is going to be better when you're done with it. So um, I'm looking, I, I am looking forward to what God is going to do. And I thank you so much for taking the time to uh, wrap it up with me today. I know you're a busy man. So I appreciate yes. um, the time that you have sacrificed on the day, hoping that God redeems it. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to listen to your own episode. <laughs> I thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. I mean, the, the whole evolution to this point has been amazing and th- shout, shout out to uh mr french knowing him for a long time too he, he's back there on a like is it ones and twos or is it threes and fours or whatever it is <laughs> five six and sevens but shout out to him too and uh, to the family much love to the family the whole mcgee thompson family you guys are amazing so look at kendrick yeah. all right man i love you and we're gonna end here next until next time and we're back Did you guys enjoy meeting my kindred, Christopher Edwards? I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, Like I said, there's an opportunity in everything. And Kindred's life, Christopher's life, definitely shows us that there are opportunities, even when he's facing obstacles. And in this season right now, going through a divorce. And yes, that's hard. That's tough. But what he has concluded is that he has another chance in life and that he won't be bitter. He'll just get better. And he is getting better in everything that he's been going through and moving forward towards the destination of more that God has for them. I know, For him, excuse me. I know that God's going to do some amazing things through him. And I was so honored to sit with him in the studio today. I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode, that you share it with someone, you like it, you rate it, um, leave a review on your podcast platforms, on, on YouTube, like, like make sure that you show some love and let us know what you think about the episode. Let me know what you think about the show. I would love to hear from you just in general. More importantly, I can't wait to see you here again. Same time, same place, same mode. Whatever you do, just make sure you tune in. Until next time, remember, God has more for me. God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. <laughs>